1: What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for tuning in. We got one straight hour of Los Angeles Lakers basketball. Appreciate you guys tuning in to Lakers Talk. Uh, We got a lot to get into. I want to talk about the Lakers. So technically tonight is the official first week of the season is over for the Lakers. Just assess how they looked so far, two and two. Disappointing in my opinion. I've not been impressed with the Lakers, so I want to break that down. Want to spend some time talking about LeBron's minutes, Anthony Davis since that bad second half against the Denver Nuggets, how great he's been. What's going on with Austin Reeves? Anything to worry about here? It's just a a, a bad one week. Um, I thought Christian Wood has shined. Uh, I want to give him some love and then uh, get into this Lakers clip up, Clippers matchup coming up tomorrow, especially with the news going down that James Harden is now on the Clippers. Om Young Masuk. Who covers the NBA for ESPN? He does some work around the Clippers as well. He'll join us. We'll talk about um, uh, just where the Lakers are in the Western Conference in comparison to the Clippers. Talk about tomorrow's game, the effect of the James Harden trade. We'll get into all that. Let's start with this: Lakers are uh, two and two through the first week of the season. The two and two doesn't really tell me too much. Let me give you an example. If it if you'd have told me a week ago, hey, Lakers were going to start the season out 2-2, two and two, I wouldn't really have too much emotion to it. I'd say, okay. Um, they'd probably beat the Orlando Magic. Uh, I, wh- I wonder what that other win was. Probably not in Denver. Was it Sacramento? Was it Phoenix? If you gave me no context at all, and I was just trying to figure it out all on my own, and I didn't have any of the details... Uh, it's certainly not the end of the world. It's not that big of a deal. You're just four games in. Two and two, it's like, okay, all right, let, let let's keep moving. But then once you start getting into the details, at least for me, and I, you know, I laugh a little bit here, it's not been impressive. This has not been an impressive start of Lakers basketball, from my opinion, uh, from my perspective. I have not watched these games and said to myself, wow, that is some good basketball. Maybe some small stretches, but I'm talking small stretches. Um, it has not been anything that I, I think we're going to look back on and say, I wish the Lakers would play like they did the first week of the season. No, I, I don't want them to play like they've done in the first week. And it, it, listen, it's not. I'm not telling you that it's a fire alarm or anything like that. Um, but there were some things that I was not expecting. I was not expecting that the role players to be so all over the place. I was not expecting role players that um, I, I thought we could just kind of bank it in and say, yeah, I not have no concern from that player. That guy's going to deliver. That hasn't really been the case. So it's been a little bit all over the place. Very correctable. But if you just go back to that first game against the Denver Nuggets, I can talk about how the Lakers trailed in three straight games by double digits at the end of the first quarter. I can talk about um, – Why is it a game, and why are you down 12 against the Phoenix Suns going into the fourth quarter at home against a team that's missing Devin Booker and Bradley Beal? Um, I could talk about the Sacramento Kings game where the Lakers, again, dug themselves a hole, eventually come back. You send the game into overtime. DeMonta Sabonis ends up fouling out. Uh, De'Aaron Fox sprains his ankle and really is kind of hobbling the rest of the way, even though he dropped, what, 37-9 and on the Lakers. Um, but he, he turned his ankle with about five, six minutes left in the fourth quarter, and the Sacramento Kings still find a way to beat the Lakers. And then even last night, which I, I, I'm I going to eat my own words in this. I think any time you're in a back-to-back, especially the Lakers, especially because they got LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and, and you know we know where LeBron is at this stage of his career – if you could just walk away with a win in a back-to-back in today's NBA, you take it and run. But that wasn't exactly the most inspiring, impressive win. I think there was a lot of times I was listening to Spectrum Sportsnet right after the game, and uh, Chris McGee, who was on the show last week, was talking to James Worthy, and immediately Worthy's like, yeah, I don't know about that game. Um, they, they probably didn't deserve to win. Uh, out-hustled. Some, some 50-50 balls went the Orlando Magic's way and the Lakers were fortunate to walk away with a win. So none of the four games that we've seen so far has anybody sat back and said that that's really good basketball and, and this is what you want this team to be as you get closer to the end of the season. I think there's some survival mode for the Lakers. I think there's some head-scratching games so far for the Lake Show and probably fortunate to be 2-2 two and two on the season. Um, that part to me has been disappointing. I think the other storyline through the first four games – I I would not have – I didn't know LeBron was going to be on a minutes restriction to start the year. I think we all learned something by the time the first game was over that because LeBron was under 30 minutes, he played 29 minutes against that game, uh, against the Denver Nuggets in that game in Denver. And I think it was the first time where we're all like, oh, okay. So, Bron's going to be under uh, some type of restriction, and it it makes all the sense in the world. I don't think I heard anybody saying – you better start playing Braun 35, 38 minutes a game or something along those lines. Nobody was saying that. It wasn't it – wasn't, uh, um, I, I don't think that if that was the game plan, I, I don't think that's smart. I think we all know the Lakers are running a marathon. It's not a sprint, especially LeBron James. But once the Lakers said that, it kind of set this precedent of, okay, yeah, that's how the Lakers are going to use LeBron this year. Smart. We get it. Everybody gets it. Let the Lakers kind of do their thing from there and let LeBron – Hopefully, be around 30 minutes every game, and since then, it's gone nothing according to the plan that they've told us. 34 minutes, 39 minutes, I think 35 last night. Someone like 34, 35, whatever that number was. Uh, so I think the the Braun factor has been a little bit all over the place, and that's Braun coming off um, the overtime game against the Sacramento Kings, already logging this many minutes. So, I, and the only reason why I bring that up, and that's one of the storyline that's. Uh, storylines that stood out to me is because you thought the Lakers had enough role players, enough wings, um, uh, enough help from the bench that it wasn't going to have to be on LeBron James every night. There's still a lot of it's on LeBron James uh, every single night, at least so far in the year, and we'll see how much that changes changes as we go along. Overall, I I think through the first four games – I really hope, and I think this is going to be the case, we're going to eventually look back and we're going to say, all right, well, that was a weird start to the season, but that is not the Los Angeles Lakers. And the team that a lot of us were expecting to see once the season progressed will be the team that we actually get. But through four games and through the four- first week, and Darvin Hamm yesterday in the pregame show was joking up, joking around about some of the players' performance, and he's like, well, we only got – 78, 79 games to fix it, whatever he said, um, it was kind of comical. It was funny, I, I, but it's the absolute truth as well. It is the – there's such a it's such a long season to look at the Lakers. Anything other than they're just trying to figure some stuff out I think would be the wrong way to look at them. But at the same time, you got to assess them off what you see through the first week, right? Like I, I, I can't. Sometimes when I hear people say, and this happens to me and Travis all the time in the morning where Trav continues to emphasize, okay, but we're only a week into the season. Can we see what it looks like in a month? Absolutely. He's 100% not wrong when he says that. But I could only work off the game. I'm not a month into the season. I'm only a week into the season. And it's not that you have – there's just a a ton of concern of where the Lakers are sitting because that's not the case at all. But you're observing – what you saw, and you're just giving your assessment off of the first week or off of the first four games. So they got a long way to go. That's the best way that I can put it. I mean, through the first week, I think Golden State's look better than I thought. Denver is the Denver Nuggets. They're going to be amazing all year. They're actually better than I even thought. Um, You know, the Clippers are trying to find a way to to improve their roster. The Phoenix Suns, we'll see how good they are once Devin Booker and – And you get Bradley Beal back. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder might be a problem this year as well. There's a lot of good teams in the Western Conference. And I think through this first week, I I think it shows that the Lakers have really a a long way to go. And and we'll see how long uh, long it takes for them to get there. But they certainly do have a long way to go. Okay, Lakers Talk is brought to you by Valvoline. Rush into your neighborhood Valvoline and let the expert auto technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations. And game-winning coupons. Make sure to do that again. SoCal, uh, just visit SoCalOilChange.com. They've been taking my car, uh, taking care of my car for years, and, and trust me, they can help you out too if it's time to get your car serviced. Anthony Davis has played four games so far for the Lakers this year. Played obviously in every game. He had that second half against the Denver Nuggets where everybody went crazy, and it's like, what the hell is this guy doing? Here we go again. First game of the season, the guy can't score a point in the uh, in the second half. And and by the way, I was one of those that kind of jumped on uh, on that bandwagon as well. And it had less to do with it had less to do with the um, the O for six in the second half. I just was really frustrated. That was the first game of the year. Takes one shot in the fourth quarter, um, was really a, a no show. I thought in the second half, Jokic is doing his thing, and it was the timing of it. Of yeah, you know, we remember everything Denver said in the offseason, and then it's like AD, what, what the heck, what, what was that performance? And then we go back to yeah, but this is who Anthony Davis is, and then you know don't don't be surprised to see Anthony Davis just start tearing it up here because that's what Anthony Davis does after he has a bad game, a bad performance, bad half. How about AD over the last three games? So after that game against Denver, this is Anthony Davis. 30 points, 12 rebounds, 3 blocks, 3 steals. 30 points, 16 rebounds, 3 blocks, 2 steals. 26 points, 19 rebounds, 2 blocks, 1 steal. Shot 58% from the field, 50% from the field, and 66% from the field. AD has been an absolute beast. And I think this is such a great example of what frustrates Laker fans sometimes about Anthony Davis. This is who this dude is. He's one of the best players on both sides of the floor. He's one of the most skilled players in the NBA. He's a big man that can hit a 22-footer or he can shake and bake you down low um, with his back to the basket or face up and hit a 15-footer. Then he could go on the other side of the floor and dominate a game because of what he does defensively, his instincts, his size, his length, everything. I mean, in just these three games that I'm talking about, he's got eight block shots. In just three, these three games that I'm talking about, he's got six steals This is how insane Anthony Davis is and how good he is. And you know what a lot of Laker fans are probably thinking in their head? Well, when is he going to have one of those bad nights? Because that's the only thing that holds Anthony Davis back. Now, I I get it. It's also availability. I think everybody understands. When Anthony Davis is on the floor, Lakers are. All right. the The two times Anthony Davis was healthy for a playoff run, Lakers won an NBA championship, and they got to the Western Conference Finals. That speaks for itself right there. That That's what Anthony Davis is. So I know availability is everything. But AD also kind of has these roller coasters where he's looking great one night, and then one night you're like, what the heck just happened here? It's almost like that Denver game is a perfect example. These four, first four games is a perfect example. AD absolutely dominates, and then he has a game where everybody's, where the hell did Anthony Davis go? I think this is what keeps him out of the conversation when it comes to most valuable player. I think this is what makes... Laker fans frustrated at times with Anthony Davis just because of that. Um, But he's been brilliant in these last three games. Um, The game against Denver is the one that, you know, is the outlier in that second half, but he really has been brilliant, which means he's only had 24 minutes of bad basketball so far, Um, and and that's something that's certainly exciting for Laker fans to see. But I want to point that out too. You know, when we look at Anthony Davis, there are times where, this man is phenomenal, and there's other times everybody is crucifying him because they didn't feel like he did enough or he could have done more. Let's give the man you know, some praise in these last three games. To be 2-2, two and two, it has nothing to do with how Anthony Davis has played. To be disappointed in the start of the Lakers season, other than that half against Denver, I don't really have too much to complain about. Um, okay, when we come back, there's a player for the Los Angeles Lakers right now that I thought was... An absolute lock, guarantee to come in this year and do work. And that has not happened so far. Should we be concerned at all? When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about Austin Reeves. We'll do that coming up next. Om Youngmasuk coming up in about 15 minutes. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. All right, is your vehicle due for a service? Head into your neighborhood, Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. For over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. At Valvoline, you stay in your car while the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, and more. Just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes. I said this before. I'll say it again. I've been used I've been getting my car serviced at Valvoline Instant Oil Change for years now. There's a location out here in Pasadena. They got locations all across Southern California. If that check engine light comes on, if it's time to get your car serviced, if it's time to go get an oil change, stop procrastinating. Go find a location near you and let them get the job done. So, uh, visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change.
2: It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All
1: right, just a quick reminder. Uh, Om Young Masak, who's coming up, uh, covers the NBA Uh, Also, the Clippers for ESPN, and I I got a lot of Clipper questions. Lakers got the Clippers tomorrow, so I certainly want to spend time on that. Also, just a quick reminder, Lakers Talk is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Rush into your neighborhood, Valvoline, and let the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and game-winning coupons. Um, So, you know, one one of the things that – I'm a little confused about so far this year. In this uh, one week of Lakers basketball, I know I got to keep prefacing that it's just a week, and no need to overreact. But at the same time, I, I, I like to talk about what we've also what we've observed. Right, I, I don't have anything else to talk about. This, what we we react to what we've seen so far. So that's the best way that I can put it. Of all the different scenarios. That could have played out in the first week. If you said, "Give me a slam dunk, give me something that you think is not going to be issue, is not going to be an issue, is not going to be a problem," you got all the confidence in the world that this player is going to deliver. That it, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, you think of storylines out there. i my guarantee would have been, yeah, Austin Reeves going to get off to a slow start, and you're going to have some questions, question marks about him through the first week. Yeah, that ain't happening. Next story. Next topic. It's not going to be Austin Reeves. I mean, if you want to talk, hey, is uh, is Rui Hachimura, are we going to be looking at Rui and saying, ah, you know, I, I don't know, did Rui get overpaid? Or I, I know we, we need a much larger sample size, but I could have brought up a lot more things that I thought would be more of a topic or a conversation. The conversation that I did not think we would be having is Austin Reeves' start so far this year, okay? Um, Austin Reeves, the The one thing that I look at Austin Reeves so far, I know, what what he go? Against Sacramento Kings, he was like 1-for-12, something along those lines. He was 5-for-12 yesterday against the Orlando Magic. But put that to the side of his efficiency. Of course, you want him to be efficient. Of course, you want Austin Reeves to... Um, hit his jumpers and uh, get to the basket and create for others. You want Austin Reeves to do what Austin Reeves is supposed to be doing or that that we're accustomed to, to seeing Austin Reeves um, accomplishing. The, the, the part so far with me for Austin Reeves is I feel like his confidence isn't there, which is like, all right, well, that's weird. I, I don't know if I've seen Austin Reeves – maybe questioning should he be doing this, should he be doing that, should be more aggressive, should he be less aggressive. Um, that's not something that I, I really associate with Austin Reeves. Okay, let's take it a step further. If Austin Reeves is not having a good shooting night, for example, Austin Reeves still finds plenty of ways to affect the game. Well, one of the things that I've enjoyed over these last couple years is like, man, look at this kid. Where the hell did he come from? How is he getting to the basket the way he is? How is he drawing fouls? Okay, you know what? The shot's not falling. Look at Austin Reeves. He's playing good defense. He's getting some steals. Um, He's finding ways to facilitate others. He makes winning plays. I I always give this example over last year. I think it's the perfect example. Last year there was a point where it was like, man, this Austin Reeves guy, how cool is this? And then you reach the point you're like, you know what? Why don't they play Austin Reeves more? Uh, it seems like every time he's in, he's effective, so just play him more. And then the conversation, you know, as, as we continue the season progress, it's should they be starting, Austin Reeves? And then before you know it, Austin Reeves starting, Austin Reeves is playing key minutes, Austin Reeves playing 35 minutes a game plus, and Austin Reeves is closing out games in a critical situation in the playoffs. That's been the progress of Austin Reeves. So far this year, I think the thing that has stood out to me the most in the four games so far, I have not seen the Austin Reeves of, if I'm on the floor, I'm going to be effective, period, no matter what it is. Doesn't matter if it's on the offensive end. Doesn't matter if it's on the defensive end. Doesn't matter if it's facilitating. Doesn't matter if it's scoring. Whatever you need me to do, I'm going to make winning plays, and you have to. You have to find a way to have me a part of um, – you have to have me a, 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 a way to, to have me a part of 35 minutes plus on this roster. So far this year, that has not been the case. Everybody would look at it differently. Plus minus is not the best metric to tell the full story, but I think it tells part of a story. And Austin Reeves, I felt like every game he played last year, there are a lot of games, more times than not, that you look at that plus minus, Austin Reeves is not hurting you when he's in the game. This year, he's at uh, something like a minus fifty, something along those lines. Last night against Orlando, he had the worst plus-minus. It was Christian Wood that actually had the best plus-minus. He'll be in a conversation for a little bit later. That that part has really thrown me off. And could it just be a bad week? Of course it can. I was telling Travis, Travis this morning. He was asking the question. Okay, well, at what point then do you get you, you get a little bit concerned about Austin awesome Reese? I'm like, give him a month. If we're sitting here one month into the season, and one month is usually about 15 games ish, something like that, um, and we're still having the same conversation, and he's still struggling, and he's not finding ways to be effective on the basketball floor, okay, well then that's a completely different conversation. I'm already, I'm already surprised that it happened in one week. I can't tell you what my, um, what my uh, thought process or my my emotion would be a month from now or three weeks from now, since we're a week in. Uh, I think it's going to turn around. I really do. He's too good of a player. And, and by the way, a lot of these role players so far for the Lakers have not been great. Um, Rui Hachimura certainly has not been great. I know he he didn't play yesterday with his eye contusion. Um, D'Angelo Russell was fantastic yesterday. I think he's the reason why the Lakers won the game last night. But D'Lo has these ebbs and flows and, and, and is not the most consistent player. I just want to see some consistency from him. Uh, Cam Reddish has been, you know, uh, more on the down than he has the up. And we kind of go back and forth with all these Laker plays so far. Gabe Vincent, his shooting percentage has not been good. Um, So it's not like it's been one person. But Austin Reeves is the biggest surprise to me so far in the Lakers season because, like I said, if you said, hey, here are ten things that can happen in the first week, and if one of them said – Austin Reeves is going to get off to a really slow start. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not worried about that. That's not happening. But it did happen for at least the first week or so. And I can't put a finger on on what the deal is or what the case is. I really do believe that over time we're going to get back to the, the Austin Reeves that we're all accustomed to. But his impact in games is missing through these first four games, and that's going to have to be something that, you know, obviously he's going to have to figure out. I will mention this on the other side. Christian Wood has seemed to be a, a really bright spot for the Lakers. I'm not overly surprised or shocked by it, but his defense I think has been better than I thought. We've all kind of known that he's a bucket. He's got the ability so far in the league to go get you points um, when needed. So I think that part of it, it's not too big of a surprise that he's able to go get you buckets. But just the combination of this Lakers having – they're using it. I see Darvin Ham with this front line of Christian Wood, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, and he's at least in these last couple of games he's finishing lineups or he's part of that uh, that lineup that finishes games. I think he's got great versatility on both sides of the court. Uh, like I mentioned, his defense is is better than I thought, but I think Christian Wood who if we go back to that plus minus, he's got one of the highest plus minuses on this Lakers roster. I know I was mentioning Reeves had, had the lowest, but Christian Wood has definitely been a bright spot. And if you can get Christian um, Christian Wood to play some good basketball for the Lakers with all the other options that you have, that's fantastic. He was the player that was signed 14th on the roster. We all know that he's got an incredible skill set, and he might be on the perfect team to show what what, what he's got the capability of doing And then maybe you can go get that contract next year, which I know is uh, his uh, his eventual goal. His other goal is he wants to make the playoffs. He said over eight years in media day. This is his ninth year in the NBA. He's played for eight teams and missed the playoffs every year. So you know how important that's going to be for him as well. Om Young Masuk, who covers um, the NBA for ESPN, also has got some great insight on the Clippers. Let's get uh, a preview of tomorrow's Lakers-Clippers game. This trade and how it affects the Western Conference with James Harding joining the Clippers. We'll do that coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Okay, uh, very happy these last couple of years to partner up with Go Safely California. They got such an important message. This isn't just trying to sell something or anything along those lines. No, no, this is about safety for those who are on the roads and making smart decisions. Whether you're heading to the state to cheer on your team, of course the Los Angeles Lakers, or going to watch a game at a friend's house, commit to the go-safely game plan. If you plan to drink, plan ahead. Leave the keys behind and get a sober designated driver. Still need a sober ride home, you have options. Use public transit or a ride-hailing service and stick to the game plan. Whatever you do, don't let yourself or your friends land a technical foul by driving impaired. I got a couple stats here and they're not comfortable stats, but they're important to share because it could be the decision of life or death. Remember, alcohol controls your actions and your reactions especially behind the wheel. 37 people are killed in drunk driving crashes every day in the United States. That's one person every 39 seconds. So please, don't let drunk drive. Go safely California from the California Office of Traffic Safety and Caltrans.
2: Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi,
1: right, welcome back to Lakers Talk. As promised, Om Young Masaku covers the NBA and uh, the Clippers for ESPN take the time to join us here on Lakers Talk. Ohm, um, first off, I appreciate you coming on. I'm, I'm sure the last few hours have been incredibly busy, and the timing of this is actually awesome because the Lakers got the Clippers um, tomorrow. Can I get you just your first initial thoughts of the hardened trade to the Clippers and how you think this affects the Western Conference?
0: Well, it certainly adds to a very fact Western conference race. I mean, I still think the nuggets are the class of the West and class of the entire NBA. I think they've shown that so far early that they have the best starting five. They have the best player in the league and Nicole Jokic, who I think should be probably the third on his way to a third MVP. But when you talk about the rest of the West and everybody else jockeying for the Clippers, this was a move that they probably felt they had to make to improve themselves and add more talent. They've always felt that if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George can stay healthy, they have a puncher's chance for sure. And I think even with just Kawhi last year, what we saw him of him from the first two games before he hurt his meniscus was that he looked like alpha Kawhi finals, two-time finals MVP Kawhi. But they've also been looking to just add more talent. They saw the other moves made by Damian Lillard going to Milwaukee, Phoenix, you know, beefing up with Bradley Beal. Um, Drew Holiday going to Boston. And so they were trying to make their moves too. And they've always been looking for a point guard. Think about this since Chris Paul, they've always been looking for a point guard. We, we had the John Wall experiment last year. I mean, p- people probably, probably forget that. And yes, Russell Westbrook's a starting point guard. But now you're adding a guy who led the league in an assist last year, who pretty much is like a 21 and 10 guy. We know that he's an elite scorer, he's an elite passer. Um, the question is, how is it all going to fit? How, what is Ty going to do? How, is he going to start all four of these guys? Um, is there enough of the one ball to go around for these four guys who in the past have all kind of been at their best in ISO, especially James Harden, who I think uh, it, you know, is the number one guy uh, as far as isolation in the NBA. Uh, and a distant number two was Russell Westbrook uh in recent years so um they're not the same as they were in 2016 of course and i think if there's one guy that can make it work it's going to be
1: tyloo um omia taking some time to join us here on lakers talk how, how about a matchup specifically against the lakers that you, you look at these two teams uh i think it's 11 in a row that the clippers have won in the regular season and really kind of dominated the lakers over the years uh as, again as far as regular season play goes Seeing what the, the talent the Lakers have, seeing the talent that the Clippers have, both teams have depth, both teams have star power. How do you like that matchup specifically?
0: Alan? if the Lakers don't find a way to win this game uh, on on Wednesday, because I'm kind of expecting the Clippers to be shorthanded in bodies, um, the trade, whenever it is made official, I would just be shocked and surprised if James Harden suits up for that game. I don't see the Clippers throwing him out there after not playing at all this season with no practices for, for, for this team. I just don't see it happening. And so I think they're going to be short on bodies. Yes, they, well, they still have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Actually, that remains to be seen, Alan, because this will be their first set of ba- back-to-back games. And while they've been saying all, all summer long, like, hey, these guys are healthy, you know, they're going to play, um, we, we still have to see if it's going to happen. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know what's going to happen, you know, how they feel. Uh, the morning of that game. So uh, then they still have Russell Westbrook as well, but they're going to be shorthanded by it. So they just sent out, they're sending out Nick Batum. They're sending out Robert Covington. Covington was starting Um, KJ Martin. He was in and out of the rotation. So I would say this is a good chance for the Lakers to take that game. But if you're talking about the rest of the season, and how these two teams match up, it's going to be very exciting to watch because you've got all of these basically, elite scorers now uh, on the Clippers side and you know how they how they make it work and how fast they can mesh remains to be seen but it's just one more guy that the Lakers would have to worry about in a matchup against the Clippers and a, a guy who basically improves their passing and should be able to really kind of set up Kawhi and Paul even better.
1: Oh, my – I know it's just one week into the season, and I just spent some time a little bit earlier on the show. Lakers are 2-2, two and two and in the four games they've played so far, um, the win they got against Phoenix was really not that impressive. They had to come back in the fourth quarter, down 12 to start the fourth. I mean, it's impressive that they came back, but no Bradley Beal, no Devin Booker. Last night, Lakers beat the Orlando Magic – um, but it's a one-possession game. Again, it's back and forth uh, against Orlando, who I, I'm not saying doesn't have talent. A lot of young players, yeah. you know, certainly they're going to try to – they make the play-in in the Eastern Conference. I'm sure that's uh, that, that's going to be exciting for that market. What have you thought so far of, of the start to the Lakers, and are you surprised at all that, that the gears are are still warming up?
0: A little bit because we talked about the continuity that they have. And I think what I liked about them is that, you know, they added pieces that should know their roles and fit, but yes, there are new pieces they added to me. I think it's, it, it always comes back to the same thing. And while he has put up the dominant numbers that we've seen, you, you got to watch Anthony Davis and see how he dominates those games. For example, the Phoenix game to me, Yes, he ended up with 13 fourth-quarter points and outscored Phoenix, I believe, 13-10 to 10 in that fourth, something like that. But during that, the crux of that fourth quarter, who took over that game and who got them back in that? LeBron James. To me, like, yes, that was a good game, and LeBron did it, and LeBron looked great. But the roles have to switch this season. It's got to be AD. AD's got to be the guy that takes over these fourth quarters and dominates teams. And LeBron, you can't count on LeBron to do it every night now, at his age, and I think that's pretty much why we're seeing them kind of try to save him for, you know, the playoffs and, you know, managing his time and his playing time. So I'd like to see Anthony Davis, like, beyond the numbers he's putting up, it's how he puts up the numbers, it's when he puts up the numbers, and when he basically asserts himself, that's what I want to see. I want to see him will the Lakers, and I want to see him dominate, that, dominate other teams in the fourth quarter and make, you know, opponents pay for basically his talent and his dominance inside.
1: Well, and, and by the way, that that's completely fair. I was just spending a few minutes talking about since Anthony Davis, since that first game, his last three games, great numbers, incredible numbers. And mm-hmm. by the way, it's so easy to look at just what he does offensively. I know someone like you, you're paying attention to the other side of the floor and you're saying, okay, well, what do the blocks look like? What do the steals look like? How's he impacting the game? And, and you know, I hate to say this, but this is just kind of what comes with Anthony Davis – because he's had three really good games, you're now saying to yourself, okay, well, is is that bad game coming soon? Is the game where he ends up with 15 points and doesn't take a shot in the fourth quarter or only gets to the free throw line three or four times? Unfortunately, that's also associated with Anthony Davis. But I, I thought the point you made of don't just look at the numbers. When are you most impactful? With the game on the line, two, three minutes left, is everything running through Anthony Davis or is it still running through Braun? Uh, you're not wrong on that. That that there's still more times than not. It's still going through LeBron.
0: I, I mean, look, Alan. this I don't want to, uh, you know, Monday quarterback here. And I get it. It was just game one, opening night. But when you when you decide to talk and say, sure, LeBron and I heard everything that the Denver Nuggets said. We heard what Michael Malone said. We've been talking about that. We're ready for that game. And then you don't score in the second half. You score 17 in the first. And, you know, there was one play I remember seeing in the first half. I was like, Anthony Davis made a strong move inside Nikola Jokic. And I was like, that's what we need to see. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember telling my colleague Dave McMenamin about this when we used to have our show, That's OD, on YouTube. And we would talk about Lakers Clippers. And I said, entering that Western Conference Finals, Anthony Davis has to be the best big man in this series. It's a tall task, but if the Lakers are going to win this series, he has to be the best big man on the floor. Now, I don't think you can say that because Nikola Jokic is, like, just that great. He is the best player in the NBA. Well, he's got to be the second best player in the floor. And Anthony Davis wasn't even the second best player in the floor mm. in that game. And I get it. It was the season opener. You shouldn't put too much stock in it. But when you talk the talk in, on media day, you got to back it up. You got to back it up. You can't, you, can't, you can't disappear when you are as talented as Anthony Davis is. Like, remember he got that slip on the floor. I don't know. He stepped in beer or something or whatever. I just felt like I never saw him again after that. It was just like he just completely disappeared, and that to me just left such a, a sour taste in my mouth that like I feel like it's going to be a minute before I kind of get that taste on my mouth before I kind of say, okay, this is the Anthony Davis I expected. So like, yes, he's putting up great numbers now, but I think we got to see again when are those numbers coming? When at what time? How are they coming? Wondering he's making these plays. Are they? giving him the ball, and is he taking it? Is he, is he being assertive? Is he not hesitating? Is he going right to his moves? Is he dominating? Those are the things I want to see. And, of course, I want to see him stay healthy as well, too. So, at least the good thing is he's putting up these numbers, I guess, and, and they're getting some wins. Um, you don't, you'd rather have them put these games out and win, obviously. I still have confidence in the Lakers. I picked them to make to the Western Conference Finals this year. So, I feel like, obviously, they have all the pieces. Sure. You know, I just feel like, can they keep Anthony Davis healthy, And will he dominate when the game is on the line? Will he be the alpha? That's what I want to see.
1: Om Young-Masak, who covers uh, the NBA for ESPN, NBA reporter for ESPN, takes some time to join us here on Lakers Talk. Om, I'm going to shift gears here for a quick second, talk about another player on the Lakers who we've all watched just grow over the last couple of years and then had an incredible, incredible just uh, opportunity to be a part of, um, USA or represent the United States of America in the FIBA World Cup. Awesome Rees has got off to a really slow start, and I was telling you know the listeners a little bit earlier that if you put ten things on the board and said what's least likely to happen to in, within the first week of the season. And it said something about Austin Reeves really struggling to start off. That's probably the one I would check off and say, yeah, that's not happening. Austin I've watched this guy play for the last couple of years. The dude is the man. He finds a way to impact games. He's got off to a slow start. It's only one week of basketball. Um, anything you could attribute it to? You think there's some tired legs there? You think it's just uh, – uh, I don't think it's this, but could it be the pressure of now all of a sudden you're playing under a, a four-year contract and nobody's looking at you as – wow, you know, hey, this is cute, this is cool, now there's some real expectations. A- anything you could attribute it to?
0: Well, I do think when you play as long as the summer as he's hid, um, sometimes that can take its toll early on when the season starts. Number two, I think he's going to be, you know, people are not overlooking him. And when I say that, I'm talking about other teams. I'm talking about other defenses and certainly other players that probably see Austin Rivers saying, look, at him, he got all this attention playing for the Lakers, he got paid. I think a lot of guys are going to be out there to try to show him up a little bit. You know, um, I remember talking to one agent who kind of said, you know, th- that could be the case this this season where a lot of guys are going to be going at Austin Reeves. With all that being said, I still think I'm not worried about Austin Reeves. I think the way he plays, I think his mentality, I think um, how he fits alongside these guys, I think he'll be okay. Uh, I'm not too worried about this rough start. Yes, you're right. It has been a little rough. Um, but I still think, I think he'll be fine. Um, I, I also think it's maybe a little bit of just, you know, he is finding his shots and he's not making them, but there's a lot of other new p- pieces to try to, like, kind of mix in there and fit in, and so I, I'm not worried about, about Austin Reeves just because of the way his game is, how he plays it, how hard he is at his mentality. I feel like he'll, he'll overcome anything that comes his way.
1: On final one, we'll let you go, and I appreciate the time as always of the first week of basketball. Any big surprises from any of the other teams in the NBA? Anyone you're looking at and saying, "Wow, I wasn't expecting this," or, or it could be either a good thing or a bad thing.
0: I'm a little, dis- I'm, a, I'm a little disappointed. And I shouldn't say this because you know he's just a rookie, but Victor Wembanyama. I was I was looking forward to seeing a lot more from him, especially when he played the Clippers. I mean. He had a rough – I mean, the whole San Antonio Sports team looked like they were out in Los Angeles or something the night before. They looked terrible against the Clippers. Um, I kind of bought into the hype of Wimbenyama. I mean, and I thought it was actually legitimate hype because, like, this guy is something we've never seen before. He is a true unicorn. And so, like, I was kind of looking to see some unbelievable plays I've never seen before. I guess I'm going to have to wait till later in the season. I'm not worried about him. I'm not saying, sure. like, he, he's a bust. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying I, I, I thought, like, I didn't think I was going to see, like, you know, a six-point game or whatever it was. I thought we were going to see, like, you know, 28 and five blocks somewhere, or three blocks a game. Come on, Wemby.
1: <laughs> Start impressing home more. Uh, no, listen, I'm with you. Anytime you got the, you got the – The hype that he has, you you, we forget sometimes or, you know, we start comparing to we saw LeBron when he walked into the league. And it's like, yeah, just do that. We make it almost sound like it's normal, but uh, completely understand it. Um, Om, thank you for the time, brother. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, thank you for the insight.
0: Anytime. Thanks for having me.
1: All right. That's Om Young. This covers the NBA for ESPN. He is a uh, NBA reporter. Great stuff. I I love the perspective of his perspective on the Lakers. His passion towards Anthony Davis and what he wants to see, to be honest with you, I think that runs through a lot of the veins of, of Laker fans, so not a not a big surprise on that front. All right, Lakers talk is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Rush into your neighborhood Valvoline and let the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and game-winning coupons. Greatly appreciate their partnership on this show. Okay, when we come back. Got a final uh, couple thoughts uh, that I want to give here before the show comes to an end. We'll talk about that Lakers Clippers game tomorrow. How James Harden, how that shakes up the Western Conference, what that does to the Lakers Clippers matchup. So we'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Okay, I- I've talked a lot about Sierra Subaru of Monrovia over the last five, six months or so. And um, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed getting a chance to drive the Subaru Outback, the Subaru Ascent. I've also had the opportunity to drive the 2023 Subaru Forester. What a beautiful car. It's a perfect size SUV for any fall adventure that you have going on. The great thing with this partnership that I have with Subaru is uh, the brand is very, very much uh, an outdoor brand. You want to go camping. You want to go hiking. You want to just be outdoor. Uh, I drive all the way through or all through Southern California. I've talked about trips out to Joshua Tree, Lake Arrowhead, Big Bear, Wild. I go down to San Diego often. And Sierra Subaru of Monrovia has such amazing models. And I really feel if you're not familiar with the brand, if you give them a shot, you go out to the uh, go out to the dealership or visit them at sierrasubaru.com, you'll learn a lot about a fantastic, fantastic brand. And it's not just about selling cars Every single month, Sierra Subaru of Monrovia is doing things within the local community. Subaru Love Promise Initiatives is very, very important to the brand and it's very important to uh, Sierra Subaru of Monrovia. I'm going to throw out the website here real quick. You can find out all the great deals online. You could also see what they're doing to the community and how you could be a part of it as well. The website is sierrasubaru.com. Just visit them off the 210 and 605 freeway and get yourself that 2023 Forester. The SUV for all you love. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast. Featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle?
2: Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All
1: right, thank you again to uh, Om young Masuk. Great insight from him. He got me fired up on Anthony Davis. He does a fantastic job covering the NBA for ESPN and also some great insight on that trade between the Clippers and uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. James Harden is now a Los Angeles Clipper. Um, So Lakers got the Clippers tomorrow night, which is uh, interesting as far as the timing goes. I mean, I'd be shocked if James Harden is a part of that. I'll just give my thoughts real quick on the trade. I I mentioned this this morning. I'll mention it again. I don't think it's a huge risk from the Clippers. It's not like they went out there. The fact that they got to hold on to a good young piece in Terrence Mann, and yes, did they give up some draft picks? Look, don't get me wrong. I I know the Clippers have pretty much given up every draft pick that they have here allowed that to go get Paul George, the Shea Gilgis Alexander. Every day that goes by, you're saying, geez, they should have obviously held on to Shea Gilgis. But I, I get what they were doing. They were all in. They were all in with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And this might be the last the, the last shot that they have here. They're going to bring James Harden in. Um, James Harden should get zero benefit of the doubt. He should get zero benefit of the doubt. And I'm not talking about basketball. I'm talking about how committed he is to when when the going gets tough – that he doesn't go grab his suitcase and say, well, I'm going to get the hell out of here. Because it seems like that's been the case in, in, you know, obviously a few of his stops now. Um, I don't know how it's going to work. I really don't. But I think it's worth the risk if you're the Clippers. What did they really give up? And he's an expiring contract. They gave up role players. And James Harden at his best on a team that there's – uh, some real offensive weapons. James Harden could go average 10, 12 assists a game, and nobody would be surprised or shocked. He can make Paul George's life easier. He can make Kawhi Leonard's life easier. He can make Russell Westbrook's life easier. We'll see how much those two will play together. Um, so I don't think it's a big risk. I, I just kind of look at the situation and say, okay, they're they're all in. Obviously, could have could they fall flat on their face? Yeah, they can. But what have they accomplished over the last four years? And I know a lot of it is health related they have not been healthy what have they accomplished over the last four years that if it if they fall flat on their faces, is anybody going to say oh my gosh I can't believe that happened no it kind of fall along the trend that that it has so far the only year that they were healthy was the year that they gave up that 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets in the bubble and moving forward okay they got all their eggs in the basket They're going to give it one more run. I I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Now, that matchup against the Lakers, I I will tell you, and I think Ole mentioned it well, is saying that there's so many missing pieces right now to the Clippers. If there's a game for the Lakers to take, can can you go take tomorrow? But the way the Lakers have been playing, it's certainly not a guarantee or a lock by any stretch of the imagination. They're going to have a a, a lot of work to do, and I think – there's probably a mental hurdle when you lose against the same team 11 times in a row or 35 of whatever. Uh, you reach a point where you're like, what the heck? How come we can't beat these guys? Can the Lakers get rid of that tomorrow? I mean, that'd be very helpful. They're 2-2 two and two on the season so far. I don't think anybody said uh, we have not had a moment where everyone's kind of complimenting what the Lakers have done this year in that first week, week, week of the season. It would be nice for the Lakers to snap that losing streak against the Clippers and uh, begin to get on track. Okay, great stuff tonight. Um, greatly, greatly appreciate everybody that's tuning in. Just a quick reminder, if you go to the ESPN LA app, download the ESPN LA app, there's a Lakers Talk channel there so you can get all the shows. There's also a Lakers Talk daily channel. I do some stuff on YouTube that also goes up on there as well. Uh, thank you to Michael Funches. Uh, Thank you to Laura Romo, and thank you to Mara Ruiz. Hope you guys have a great Halloween night, and we'll see you back tomorrow morning.